All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for the fearless Dave Dubow. And if you've ever been curious about building wealth through real estate while maintaining a corporate career, my guest today, Monica Simpson from Augusta, Georgia, has not only cracked the code, but is also empowering women to do the same. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's it's always uh, it's always my pleasure to get, especially people who are helping other people climb the ladder you know there's there seems to be this thing that we do and once we hit a a certain uh, plateau or a certain level that we almost wish oh i wish someone would have spent five minutes with me and showed me the ropes at 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 that level so it's always good to be um giving back to the people that are are looking up to us so let's let's rewind it a little bit go to the beginning how did you get started in real estate so I initially got started, I don't want to say by mistake. I mean, obviously I, I bought a house on purpose, um, yeah. but I initially got started um, really with no education, trying to find my mom a house. My mom was approaching uh, retirement age and she lived in Florida at the time. And my husband and I had already relocated to Georgia. And so we said, okay, well, let's pull some money together and we'll get you a small little house, not too far from us. So you can live there and, you know, we'll, we'll be near each other. So we each saved about $7,500, just a little over $7,000, almost $8,000 a piece. And we bought a small three-bedroom house for her, 1,200 square feet, not too far from where we live, um, for just under $80,000 and thought like, this is great. You can live there. The mortgage was like 500 bucks. Wonderful. Well, once she retired and moved into it, she lived there for about three months and said, I do not want to live alone. I don't like it. And so she moved in with us, which was great. And let's be honest, Social Security doesn't exactly pay all the bills. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, this is too much for me, even 500 with all the utilities and whatnot. I just can't swing it. And she really didn't like to live alone. So she moved in with my family and we ended up renting out that house. Mm -hmm. So hence we became landlords and that was sort of our introduction, um, which we just didn't know any. We really didn't know anything, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So we rented it out to a young lady for a couple of years, and then she left, and we ended up renting it out to family for the next four years. And that's just kind of how it went. Low cash flow, because we were you know, renting to family, which is great that you're blessed to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, but not really seeing it as a business. And then about a year and a half, two years ago, um, I found a real real estate investor meetup and went there and really learned about cash out refi and all of those things. And so that was really my introduction into real estate investing. So I kind of stumbled in um, about seven years ago, not knowing anything. And then really in the last two years have just truly exploded as far as knowledge and jumping into the game. Yeah, because it's there's like a catalyst. So um, are you still maintaining the, the you're still maintaining the corporate career? Um, I am. I am. I've been with uh, the company I work for for over 20 years. And so um, not quite at the point of, hey, I don't need this job anymore. And I'm ready to um, kind of go on my own and do it full time. Um, but I'm getting there. And that is certainly one of the goals um, in life, right, is to have more time and, you know, not be working and stuck at a desk and away from my family 10 hours a day or even more for some folks. Um, yeah. So that's certainly the the end game. Um, in that respect, but I'm still working full time. I, you know, am looking at houses when we have walkthroughs, 
one of the great things about the Augusta area is that a lot of our wholesalers are awesome um, and they have walkthroughs usually around lunchtime. So I can run out during my lunch hour, um, go on the weekends. You know, I'm always looking for properties. Drives my husband crazy, but I'm always looking for properties. Walkthroughs at lunchtime. Tell me more about that because it's the first time I'm hearing that. Is is there a huge, is there a lot of wholesaling going on in, in a, I know, I know Georgia has quite a bit, you know, Atlanta being one of the major hubs, but um, why do you think there's so much wholesaling going on? What, what's, what's going on on the ground there? So I think certainly the market has uh, shifted a bit um, and the interest rates are, are a little high. So we're, mm. we're seeing um, more homes that are sitting on the market. I'm also a licensed realtor um, and uh, we could talk about that a little bit later, but um, we're seeing houses sit on the market for a little bit longer where they were, you know, average days to close was like 35, 40 days um, yeah. a couple of years ago. Now it's 90 days, 120 days. And so folks are trying to sell a little quicker. Um, and then we have a lot of older homes. This is an old, you know, part of it is an older city. And so we have a lot of older homes that um, probably need a little bit more work than your typical first-time homebuyer is going to jump into. Mm -hmm. And so appealing to investors is is a lot, you know, more marketable, I guess. I'm trying to use a good word, right? More marketable for those homes. Well, we, we, we investors... Um only need to see something for five minutes. We're not going to walk around, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, like you can probably within like the first like 10 steps as you walk into something, if it's not level, if it has a smell, you know, you can pretty much like, you don't even have to go down in the basement or whatever. I always go straight because you go down there and you're like, yep, yeah. I'm out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> looks good. And now, now you can consider the rest of the property. So how many properties over the last two years since you've been taking it um, more, I guess to use the word seriously, um, as your education has kind of opened your eyes to what what is possible? So what kind of acquisition uh, pace are you are you doing and are, are you happy with it? Um, I would always like to go a little faster because that's just mm. the, the nature of me. Uh, right in the last few years, I've acquired um, seven properties. I still have the original property that I bought back mm -hmm. in, I think it was like 2016 when I purchased it originally. So I still have that house, um, which is great. It's a great rental and it's cash flowing uh, beautifully. And I've acquired you know, several more since then. So I'm at, I'm going to say almost eight doors because uh, I'm renovating this last one now. Have you so been messing with the equity of the first one yet or have you have you stated it stated <laughs> so i did one time <laughs> when i learned about the cash out refi because i didn't even know it was a thing i i mean i truly i mean 80 grand in. on 120 <laughs> maybe you took out like 50k out of the property exactly yeah. Exactly. So I took out just around 60,000, um, still have some equity in it because it appraised much higher, um, but I didn't want to take all of it. But that 60,000 gave me the capital to, you know, put the down payment on the next three. Yeah. So, and, um, and acquired those pretty quickly. I think I did one like in July and then September and then December. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. So, um, What's the average acquisition and what's the average exit uh, in your market there for people who are wondering how how your cash flowing out there? I think it really depends on the investors because some are a little more uh, risk averse, right? And some are mm -hmm. a little more, you know, like, hey, let's 
go wild. Um, on my homes, typically my average purchase price is around 80,000 mm-hmm. and about 25, 30,000 to rehab them. But then they generally will appraise for about 150, 160. Yeah, so I'm trying to stick them like 40, 60 cents on the dollar, 10, 15 cents on renovations. And then um, you're getting like a typically like 150 over 70. So you're buying in the 50 cent range. Yeah, that's standard issue. And you're getting now tell me about because this is the one tricky part as as people go down the Burr method is um, how is the bank treating you on the refinance? Are they are they giving you 75 cents, 85 cents, 80 cents on the dollar? Like where are they refinancing down to? So I'm learning all about it, right? So I worked initially when I did the first refi, again, I really didn't know much. I had just learned like, oh, I could cash refi. And I went through like a big bank. And so, you know, they did, um, I want to say it was 70, 70%. But again, I didn't take all the equity. So that was fine. Um, on the last couple of them, I did it again through a bank, but I they did 85% of my costs because I hadn't let it season for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So since it had only been four or five months at the time when I refied, they said, well, we can do 85% of your costs. So that still was okay because I was still able to get, you know, nearly all of my money back. Um, And then they cash flow better as well because you're not pulling all the value out. and, And deploy another one. So has financing, you've been financing yourself so far? Um, as you roll properties or have you started to bring in the partners? So I've been working on these by myself, but I'm actually using a private lender. Um, so I've put in the 20% down and for this particular lender, um, they do the other 80% and then they also finance the uh, rehab, which has been great. So this is an institutional private lender. I'm learning all of the lingo family. No. So this is simple money loans. Um, So they're a local lender here in the Augusta area. And so they have been gracious and and, uh, generous Mm. to finance these deals for me on a short term basis. And then I can refinance them with a bank or whomever DSCR loan. Because, yeah, that's one thing that I think we should make aware for people who are who are trying to do the strategy like you there's always these things that come up about um, raising capital, which is important. It's very important to raise capital because you will run out of 20%. If you stretch your things, the refi doesn't come in and now you're, you're, you're log jammed. But a lot of the money that you need, especially um, in markets such as that or hot, hot markets like that, a lot of the money that you need, you can usually, I like to call it buying the rest of the money. So how much money do you need to buy the rest of the money to get this thing turned around so that the bank will then consider the, the the property? So, you know, people start thinking, oh, I can't afford that. But, you know, take a look under the hood and you probably can. So um, you said you wanted to go a little faster than um, you're going right now. It's probably going to mean capital investment from outside of your source because you're going to start... Cause they're going to keep parking money, right? You're going to, you're parking a little bit more and a little bit more yeah. and the role eventually, or, or maybe you get a great refi or a great deal in your, and your recash, your cash back up. So have you started investigating raising private capital? Have you attempted raising private capital yet in your career? I haven't yet. So I've been, you know, doing my 
little tried and true formula what works for me and um, what's worked for me for the last several deals. But that is something that, you know, moving forward as I start to snowball, um, I'm hoping to get into some of the other ways to finance these deals. Yeah, a big one too is um, subject to and vendor financing so that, you know, they leave the the 20% as a note or they sell it back to you. Like there's lots of different ways to get into property. So people <laughs> listening at home, lots of different ways to get into properties, but you do need to get educated on how to, to, to you know, wrestle with these different things. Much like, you know, you, you said you spent seven years before you hit a education seminar that really opened your eyes. So it, it, it can... You can imagine that if you started seven years ago and you got that education um, awakening at the beginning, what was a house worth uh, in 20? What did you say? It was 2016, right? I think it was 2016. Um, like I said, I bought it for just under 80,000. And I think it was on, I'm going to say Zillow because I really didn't know what mm -hmm. a CMA or any of or ARV was at that point. Um, but I want to say it was probably around 115. 120,000. So I still thought like, Ooh, I got this great house. It just needed paint, you know? And so how much is, is that house today? Um, about 205,000. Right. So, so it's the best time yeah. to buy property is 10 years ago. And the second best time is today. <laughs> so let's, let's get into how we're, how we're giving back. So you're running a, a woman's real estate um, empowerment zoom i guess we didn't really get into it yes. too much before the show but fill fill us in and and you know speak to the to your to the people yeah so i'll go back just a little bit just to kind of give uh, uh some context into the why um so i'm only child single mom who you know, like most of our moms worked my whole life, worked since she was 14 and retired at 64. And that's what got us to buy the initial house was, hey, you're retiring. Let's get a house that's closer to us. I don't want you a whole state away and all of that. Yeah. Um, fast forward a few years ago, uh, my job changed. 2019, the job changed. Still with the same company, but just took a completely different role that I didn't volunteer for, if you know what I mean. And so it was like, well, we're just going to move you here, poof. And so I thought, you know what, if they can just move me, I can be gone. I mean, really, I need a backup plan. Um, mm -hmm. I need to know what's next in my um, future. And then COVID hit like three, four months later. And then a month after that, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. So we just had like a six month oh my gosh, my whole world just kind of went 180 um, in a different direction. Um, and all thinking about what am I going to do if something happens with my job, I decided, well, let me go get my real estate license, right? Like market is good. I need a fallback plan in case anything happens. And so I went and got um, licensed. And during that time, my mom was also going through rehab and all of this. And so long story short, she, sadly, she um, passed away in October of that year. Um, of 2020. And she left us a small policy and all of that, which was great. Um, that helped fuel the next uh, house as well. But I just thought that's crazy that this in this in this country, my mom worked 50 years, retired at 64, passed at 68, and lived with us because she wanted to, but also because financially she had to. I mean, honestly, $1,200 a month in Social Security, I don't know what house you're going to rent for less than $1,200 a month with your utilities and food and all of those things. And so um, learning about real estate, finding RIA, finding my local RIA, 
getting involved with those and learning like, wait, I could buy a property, $7,500 that I saved up. I mean, I know you can do it with no money. We got that, but it's much easier when you have a little bit, right? So Mm -hmm. you can save up a little bit of cash. It's not an impossible, unsurmountable amount and buy something that is going to end up funding something else really for the rest of your life. So was able to get that, obviously turned it into eight homes now and I'm cash flowing three times what my mom was getting after 50 years of work, which is just mind boggling to me. And so I just thought there's more women, more people in general. So not that anything against men, right? I want everyone to really be able to live. We're, we're already these... we're already doing real estate. We're we're yes, good. the women yes, that, right? Um, yeah, can can participate at a higher a scale. A higher scale can have financial freedom, can have financial independence, um, and it's not impossible. I think that's the thing that I want every woman, every person to know is that this is very possible. It's very doable. You know, you can penny pinch and save the money and it doesn't even have to be 7,500. You know, can you save 2,000 and then get a couple friends to save 2,000 too and get some money together? So there are different ways you could do sub two deals, like you said, and there's other, you know, creative ways to finance deals. Um, But probably the easiest, I think, is to house hack is a great one that I would recommend. I've done that one too. Um, But really, this is an opportunity that we should all have. Everyone should have a home. Everyone should have some financial freedom and not feel like I'm, I mean, I was born in the seventies. Like I have to work till I'm 70, according to uncle Sam, I refuse. I refuse to work until I'm 70 to then hopefully have enough that I can, you know, have a roof over my head and food on the table. So I want every woman to feel empowered, financially um, able to live on their own and live, a life that they want to live, not a, a life that they have to um, out of sheer financial necessity. And so how are you executing that mission? So I am doing that through education, really, um, starting with the Zoom meeting. So uh, I said I'm part of our, our local RIA and found that a lot of our meetups, which are fantastic, and we get so much education and, and learn so much through the networking. Everyone's always happy to help and give good information. Um, but a lot of our uh, meetups are during the day, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're a working mom, a working professional, um, meeting during the day and even in the morning is tough because you're trying to get the kiddos off the school. So I said, well, some of the ladies, I messaged them and just said, how would you guys feel about meeting like one night a week via Zoom? I don't care if you're in your house clothes, if you're cooking dinner, if the kids are running around, we'll just do that. And they said, yes. And so we started at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays and then said, well, let's move it to 7 p.m. because I'm still just getting home and settling in. And so we meet Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. And we have about 30 ladies in the group right now, but it's only been a couple of months and we're steady growing um, and also have a Facebook page and a WhatsApp so folks can connect different ways. And then all of our wonderful um, members have friends and they're inviting friends. And we also have professionals in the area who are very willing to get on and be flexible with us and teach. So we've had a home inspector come on, um, do it right home inspections. We've had um lenders so i told you simple money loans is the one that i use and so um kindle from super money uh, simple money loans came on and talked to us about fine financing and funding deals 
We're going to have um, a couple other speakers in December. We're going to have one of our attorneys in the area that's going to talk about creating your LLC and how to structure your business. So we have a great community of investors and investor supporters that um, are willing to come on and educate as well. So it's been great. I'm hoping that it just continues to grow and we can reach mm -hmm. as many women as we can to say, hey, this is possible. We're going to help you. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to teach you and um, really get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Could it uh, next step national? And then you can be the national club. So <laughs> yes, I hope so. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's Zoom. You could be a, an international <laughs> club. It doesn't matter. We can be wherever yeah. we are, right? So um, if people want to like find out more about um, what it is that you do and connect with you about the club, uh, how do they find you? What should they do? So you can find me a couple of ways. I'm um, on Instagram, um, at Moni LaPeach. So it's M-O-N-I underscore La, L-A, Peach. And then also you can go to my website, which is dreambuiltlife.com. I have all kinds of information on getting involved with the group, seeing my story. Obviously, you can connect with me there. You can contact me um, and get on the mailing list, and then you'll get all the information, all of the events, and those types of things. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, time flies when you're having fun, and I really appreciate you being on the episode. And if you are in that category or, you know, do they have to be from Georgia to join the club? They do not have to be from Georgia. It's a Zoom. So like you said, yeah. you can join from anywhere. Um, hop on we because a, we're really just sharing. Audience. So, you know, check it out. Uh, there'll, there'll be links in the description and things like that for, for the to easily find it. And I really appreciate your time, Monica. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. And we'll catch you on the next episode.